Thank you for listening to the Crossridge Podcast. Today's message is by Senior Pastor Mark Farnell. For more information about Crossridge Church, visit our social medias or go to our website at crclife.org. We hope you enjoy the message. We are excited to worship the Lord together this morning. We are coming off a fantastic week of vacation Bible school, as you can probably guess. Uh, about the decorations and the shirts and the excitement. God blessed our Vacation Bible School this past week. I want to thank Sheila and Kelly for doing a great job of leading us all week. Yes, we are blessed to have Sheila and Kelly ministering to us to our children and our preschoolers every week. I also want to say thanks to all the servants who loved and encouraged and taught the children this past week. God blessed and used your sacrifice and service to further his work in the lives of all those he brought our way this week. I also want to thank you, church, for praying for us throughout this week, leading up to it, during it, uh, because God blessed and answered your prayers in amazing ways through our vacation Bible school. We had 287 children, 145 servants here this week for our vacation Bible school. The coin contest between the girls and the boys that we have every year that the girls won as usual, raised, raised $1,548.99 for the Little Elm Food Bank. Also, all the food that you see in the atrium area uh, is also being donated and will be taken this week to the Little Elm Food Bank. And then most importantly, 24 children receive God's gift of salvation by their profession of faith in Jesus, amen, as their Savior and Lord. God is good all the time, and all the time, God is good. Yes, he is. Open your Bibles with me to Titus chapter 2. Titus chapter 2. This morning, we're continuing in our study. Paul emphasized sound teaching in chapter 2. Sound teaching helps us to know God's word and live God's way. This is important because we are witnesses for Jesus. Paul has made this clear to Titus and us in chapter 2. We witness by our walk. We witness by our words. And we witness by our work. In verses 9 and 10, Paul wrote, Slaves are to submit to their masters and everything, and to be well-pleasing, not talking back or stealing, but demonstrating utter faithfulness so that they may adorn the teaching of God our Savior in everything. As we shared last week, Paul taught the Christian slaves and masters then and us, godly employees and employers today, how to glorify God at work. 
Our walk, words, and work should point others to Jesus. We are to adorn the teaching of God our Savior in everything. We are to show the beauty of the gospel in all that we say and do. The gospel is the good news that we who were spiritually dead in our sins, that we who were separated from God because of our sin against God, that we who were helpless and hopeless without God in this world, that we who could not get to God on our own, that we who were destined for an eternity separated from God in hell, that we can receive forgiveness of sins and enter into a relationship with God by God's grace through our faith and trust in Jesus and his finished work on the cross, his death, burial, and resurrection to bring us to God. We are forgiven by God in Christ Jesus. We are declared right with God in Christ Jesus. We are children of God in Jesus. There is no news greater than the gospel news. There is no news greater than this gospel news. Paul's focus in the first 10 verses of chapter 2 is the behaviors from sound teaching. Paul's focus in these next verses of chapter 2 is the beliefs for sound teaching. Our beliefs determine our behavior. The information in God's word leads to the transformation of our lives by the power of the Holy Spirit at work in us. What does that mean for you and me this morning? That means this, God wants us to live what we learn from his word this morning. God wants us to put into practice what he is going to share with us this morning, today, and throughout this week in our lives and relationships. So it's always exciting for us to come together and to study God's word together as brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus. So let's continue in verse 11 of chapter 2. For the grace of God has appeared bringing salvation for all people, instructing us to deny godlessness and worldly lusts and to live in a sensible, righteous, and godly way in the present age while we wait for the blessed hope, the appearing of the glory of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. He gave himself for us to redeem us from all lawlessness and to cleanse for himself a people for his own possession, eager to do good works. This passage is full of God's grace, love, sovereignty, and glory. This passage exalts King Jesus. This passage lifts King Jesus on high. And so let's dive into this amazing passage of truth for our lives this morning. Paul wrote four in verse 11. So let's stop right there. One word, yep, you got it. Let's stop right there. Four. Four links, verses 1 through 10, with the verses that follow. Four links are behaviors to our beliefs. Paul shared here the why and the how of the previous passage. Paul shared it in this passage the why and the how of the previous passage, verses 1 through 10 of chapter 2. Why do we witness by our walk, our words, and our work? Why do we adorn 
the beauty of the gospel? The answer is for the grace of God has appeared, bringing salvation for all people. We witness so people can come to know Jesus, follow Jesus, and grow in Jesus. How do we witness by our walk, our words, and our work? How do we adorn the beauty of the gospel? The answer is, for the grace of God has appeared, bringing salvation for all people. We witness by God's grace and power alive and at work in us. So Paul here is taking what he's already shared in the first 10 verses. We witness by our walk and our words and our work. And now he's telling us the why and the how in this passage. Paul says, for the grace of God. For the grace of God. Paul started his letters in the New Testament with a greeting of God's grace. Paul started this letter to Titus. If you look up in the first passage in Titus chapter 1, you'll see that Paul greeted Titus with God's grace and peace. Now, as you know, grace always comes before peace. Once we receive the grace of God by faith in Jesus, we have peace with God in Jesus, and we're able to embrace and enjoy the peace of God in our day-to-day lives. And so he says, for the grace of God. So let's look at grace. What does grace mean? Let's do our best to define this amazing doctrine of God's truth. Grace is the undeserved, unearned favor of God abundantly given to us in Jesus. Grace is the undeserved, unearned favor of God. Abundantly given to us in Jesus. Grace is God's favor, forgiveness, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. Abundantly given to us in Jesus. Grace is the reality that God has abundantly given us every spiritual blessing in Jesus. I like how one Bible scholar defined grace. Grace is everything for nothing to those who don't deserve anything. Grace is everything for nothing to those who don't deserve anything. For the grace of God, God's grace, his undeserved, unearned favor, abundantly given to us in Christ Jesus, his favor, forgiveness, his fruit of the spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control, abundantly given to us in Christ Jesus. The reality that we have every spiritual blessing from God abundantly given to us in Christ Jesus. This just begins to help us to understand this grace that is ours in Jesus, God's grace. So let's do our best to highlight this grace that God has given to us that we see from the Old Testament and the New Testament from beginning to the end of God's amazing word to us. I'm gonna use four points real quick to share, to kind of broaden our idea, our understanding of this grace of God that is ours in Jesus. We'll continue talking about this. We'll continue highlighting this grace over the next couple of weeks as we make our way through this passage. So let's begin. The first point is grace is a gift to us. Grace is a gift to us. We don't deserve God's grace, and we can't earn God's grace. We receive God's grace by faith in Jesus. 
Paul made this clear in Ephesians 2, 8, and 9. For you are saved by grace through faith. And this is not of yourselves. It is God's gift. And not from works, so that no one can boast. If we could earn God's grace, we would definitely boast and post about it. If we could earn his grace, we would be boasting and posting all day long. And that's impossible. Grace is God's gift to us. God saves us by his grace. God saves you and me by his grace. It's like the words to the beloved old hymn, amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I am found. I was blind, but now I see. We see that grace saves us. God saves us by his grace. But then the second point we see is God strengthens us by his grace. And that's what Paul is sharing with Titus here. Titus, God strengthens you by his grace. He doesn't just save you by his grace. He strengthens you by his grace. And as we make our way into verses 12, 13, 14, he's going to show how he strengthens us by his grace, helping us to deny sin and say yes to the Savior. We know Paul has mentioned this throughout his writings. Paul told Timothy in 2 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 1, you therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. Be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. Timothy, like Titus, was one of Paul's sons in the faith. And as Paul told Titus, he also told Timothy, since you have been saved by God's grace in Jesus, be strong in God's grace in Jesus. Be strong is an imperative. It's a command to Timothy, to Titus, to us today. Be strong means to increase your strength and endurance. Increased, build your strength and endurance. Paul was telling Timothy, he was telling Titus, be strong because the Christian life is not easy. Be strong because ministry is not easy. Be strong because spiritual warfare is real. This is what he was sharing with Timothy and Titus. Now, an important point for you and me today of clarification is this. This is not a present active imperative. It's not a present tense command in the active voice. The active voice means we exert the effort. We are the ones exerting the effort. The effort is exerted by us. That would be present active imperative. If it was in the active voice, we would be the ones exerting the effort. This is actually a present passive imperative. It's a present tense command for us to obey day by day, but it's in the passive voice. What does that mean? The passive voice means the effort is exerted in us. So here's the clarification. Paul did not tell Titus and Timothy, be strong in your strength, guys. He said, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. Be strong in God's favor in you and on you in Christ Jesus. He's saying, be strong in the Lord and in his vast strength in you. And we know God saves us by his grace and God strengthens us by his grace today. 
We need to be strong because the Christian life is not easy. We need to be strong because ministry is not easy. We need to be strong because spiritual warfare is real. We need to be strong because we have an enemy named Satan. We need to be strong because our enemy is coming against us. We need to be strong because our enemy Satan will lie to us. We need to be strong because our enemy Satan will tempt us. We need to be strong because people will disappoint us. We need to be strong because people will hurt us. We need to be strong because we will face trials in life as followers of Jesus. We need to be strong because we're going to face challenges and difficulties as followers of Jesus. We need to be strong because we're going to face ridicule for our faith and trust in Jesus. We need to be strong because we're going to face times of suffering as followers of Jesus. And we are able to be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. We are strong in God's favor in us and on us in Christ Jesus. We are able to be strong in the Lord and in his vast strength in us. The ability for us to be strong in the Lord is a gift of God's grace to us. The Holy Spirit in us is a gift of God's grace to us. The Word of God before us is a gift of God's grace to us. The people of God around us are a gift of God's grace to us. We did nothing to earn any of it. We did nothing to deserve it. We receive it and are blessed by all of it in Christ Jesus. That is good stuff. Tell your neighbor, you're God's gift of grace to me. Go. We're gifts of God's grace to each other. Now, that's an amazing concept. You might not have had a good morning. Breakfast might have been a challenge. Getting the kids here on time without losing your mind may have been quite the challenge. But listen. I appreciate that honesty, brother. Listen. Hey, we're being real. That's real. That's real. We are gifts of God's grace. When we just finished singing, I am a child of God, we were declaring that truth because that is who we are. And we can equally declare that I am a gift of God's grace to those God's placed around me, beginning first and foremost with those closest to me, my husband, my wife, my children, my family my church family, my neighbors, my community, my workplace, even acquaintances that we see and passing on a day-by-day basis. Gift of God's grace. So grace is a gift to us. Second point is grace is a person with us. Paul said, for the grace of God has appeared. Has appeared means to shine upon, to become visible, to make clear. Jesus is God's grace made clear and visible for all to see. As John said in John 1.14, the word became flesh and dwelt among us. We have observed his glory. The glory is the one and only son from the father, full of grace and truth. Say that with me out loud. Full of one more time, full of, full of grace and truth. Grace is best seen in Jesus. Jesus is God's grace in action. God's grace in the flesh. Jesus is grace incarnate. And so we understand this is good news for you and for me because here's what this means. 
we know and understand, as Paul said, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. So when this grace is in Christ Jesus, this means this simple truth. Grace is always available to us because Jesus is always with us. Grace is always available to us because Jesus is always with us. So it doesn't matter where you're at, what you're dealing with, wherever that may be, however hard, difficult, painful, scary the challenge may be, grace is always available to you because Jesus is always with you. Jesus promised us, I will be with you always to the end of the age. Jesus is with us by the presence and power of his Holy Spirit in us. And so we know that grace is a gift to us that we receive in Jesus. But we know grace is a person with us that is Jesus himself. And so wherever we go, whatever we face, whatever we deal with, no matter what is going on, we know that this grace, God's favor, forgiveness, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control is always available to us because Jesus is always with us. In those times when we're exhausted, when we're frustrated, when we're hurt, when we're dealing with sorrow, worry, whatever the case may be, God's grace is available to us because Jesus is always with us. So grace is a gift to us. Grace is a person with us. Grace is a work in us. We see this grace is a work in us. Paul said, for the grace of God has appeared, bringing salvation for all people. Grace is a work in us. We know that Jesus, God's grace in the flesh, appeared years and years ago in a manger in Bethlehem. Jesus came and dwelt among us. Jesus came to fulfill God, his father's plan for his life. Jesus came to seek and save the lost. Jesus came to give his life as a ransom for many. Jesus came to rescue us from our sins by his perfect life, death, burial, and resurrection. Jesus came to offer us forgiveness of sins, which we all desperately need. Jesus came to open the door for us to be reconciled to God, to enter into a relationship with God. We know salvation has appeared to all people, salvation is available for all people without exception, but not all people will receive God's gift of salvation. Salvation is available to all people without exception, but not all people will receive God's gift of salvation. Grace is that work of God in us Grace is a work of change in us. We know that grace changes us to be who God wants us to be. I can't be who God wants me to be in and of myself, and you can't either. Grace changes us to do what God wants us to do. As Paul reminded us in Philippians 2.13, for it is God who is working in you, both to will and to work according to his good purpose. Paul told us, for it is God who is working in us, this grace by his spirit is working in us, to will and to work. He is giving us the desire and the power to do what he wants us to do. 
So we know our desire to do God's will day by day is a work of God's grace in us. Our power to do God's will day by day is a work of God's grace in us. Our desire to do God's will is a work of God's grace in us. God gives us grace upon grace upon grace. He's molding and shaping us into the image of Jesus. That's his work in us, making us more like Jesus. And grace, God's grace, is at work in us, employed by the Holy Spirit, changing us to be more and more like Jesus. So grace is a gift to us. It's a person with us. It's a work of change in us in Christ Jesus. It's by the grace of God that we are who we are today. And as I reflect and look back over my life, years and years past, it's by the grace of God that I'm not who I used to be. Praise God. It's by the grace of God I am who I am. But if I'm looking in the past and I'm looking today, then I know that it'll be by the grace of God that I will be who he desires me to be in the future which will be further and further and more and more, hopefully, like Christ Jesus than I am today. So it's this work in us. And then we see the fourth point is grace is a blessing for us. Grace is a blessing for you. And grace is a blessing for me. Just think about all the blessings that we receive from God in Christ Jesus as a result of God's grace to us in Jesus. Grace escorts us from darkness into the light. Grace escorts us from death to life. Grace escorts us from being hopeless to hopeful. Grace escorts us from being powerless to powerful. Grace escorts us from being selfish to selfless. Grace escorts us from being victims to victors. And grace escorts us from being guilty sinners to grateful saints. Grace is God's blessing for us. And I would challenge each of us on a day-by-day -day basis, but certainly this morning as we're square in this passage focusing in on the grace of God, to rejoice in God's grace and to give thanks for God's grace in our lives, in our families, in our marriages, in our children, in all his provision for us and his protection for us. God's grace is a blessing for us, but understand God's grace is a blessing for us to share. God's grace for us and in us is meant to go through us. We are servants of the God of all grace. God's grace was never meant to stop with us. It's not meant to stop with you. It's not meant to stop with me. God's grace is meant to overwhelm us, to bless us. But it's meant for us and it's in us, but it's also meant to go through us. Because we are servants of the God of all grace. And Paul made this clear 
to Titus. Paul made this clear in some of his other writings to the New Testament churches. One in particular, Paul made this clear to the church in Corinth. Real quick, the church in Corinth was confused about many things. If you read about that church in that letter, in those two letters, we know that the church was very confused. And in this area, in this example, the members of the church in Corinth were confused about their leaders. They were picking favorites between Paul and Apollos, the leaders that helped to plant and lead and, and pastor the church there in Corinth. Some were saying, we follow Paul. And some were saying, we follow Apollos. And it was creating a division in the church. And news got back to Paul. And so Paul addressed and corrected this confusion in a very clear and direct way. And Paul said, I am God's servant. Apollos is God's servant. I planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the growth. So neither the one who plants or the one who waters is anything, but only God who gives the growth. Now that's a response. And he continued and followed that up with these words in verse 10 of chapter 3. According to God's grace that was given to me, Paul said, I have laid a foundation as a skilled master builder and another Apollos builds on it. But each one is to be careful how he builds on it for no one can lay any other foundation than what has been laid down. That foundation is Jesus Christ. That foundation is Jesus Christ. Say that with me out loud. That foundation is Jesus Christ. What Paul told those believers, he shared the same truth in our passage with Titus, the elders in Crete, and us today. Grace is ours by faith in Jesus. Grace is ours as we humbly follow Jesus. And grace is ours to be shared with one another and others for Jesus. Since we have been blessed by God's grace, we have an insatiable desire to bless others with God's grace. As followers of Jesus, since we have been blessed by God's grace, we should have an insatiable desire to bless others with God's grace, to be that vessel of God's grace to flow through to those God's placed around us. And we bless others with God's grace by starting with one another, our brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus. We bless one another in Jesus. We're family for eternity. And we bless one another. That gives us the practice and the courage and the strength to bless all those God places around us as we go to our congregations today in this week. If we're not blessing one another in Christ Jesus, then there's less chance for us 
to be ready, willing, and able to bless those that God places around us in our mission field in Christ Jesus. So we bless one another in Christ Jesus as we carry one another's burdens, as we comfort one another, as we encourage one another, as we forgive one another, as we help one another, as we love one another, as we pray with one another, as we pray for one another, as we speak God's truth and love to one another, as we serve one another in love. You see, as the grace of God is expressed and shared among us, that is evidence of the love of God at work in and through us, which is what allows those who don't yet have a relationship with God to know that we're disciples of Jesus by the love and the grace that is ours, that we are overwhelming with one another in Christ Jesus. So our application this morning is real simple. The application for you and for me is real simple this morning. First step, receive Jesus by faith. Second step, humbly follow Jesus by faith. And for those who have already checked step one and step two, you've received Jesus by faith and you're humbly following Jesus by faith. Then the third step is for you. And that is bless one another with the grace of God and start right here and right now. Start with those closest to you, your husband, your wife, your family members. Start with your brothers in Christ. Start with your sisters in Christ. Start with those here in this church family that you know are here in this room that need that blessing of grace. Start this morning. Bless one another in Christ Jesus. We're gifts of God's grace to one another. And we're called to share that grace that God has poured into us with one another. As Paul told us, and God is able to make every grace overflow to you. So having everything you need, always in every way, you may abound, you may overflow, you may excel in every good work. Let's excel this morning in the good work of showing God's grace to one another in Jesus. Let me ask you to bow in prayer. Our worship team is going to come and lead in this time of response. And I want to encourage you to begin even moving now. Our prayer partners will be standing here at the front. They'd love to pray with you, pray for you. If you have a need, care, concern that you carried with you coming into the worship center this morning, then we would love to pray with you and pray for you. But I want to challenge you. The altar is open as it always is. Your family's around you. Be that your husband, your wife, your kids, or your brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus within our church family. And you don't have to stop until we start singing. You can move now. Let's bless one another with God's grace. Let's go to one another. Let's pray for one another. Let's pray with one another. Let's encourage one another. Let's pray that God would continue what he planted and watered in Vacation Bible School this week and the lives of all those children and the families that brought their children to our church family. Let's pray that God continues to grow those seeds that have been planted and watered into fruitfulness in those 
children's lives, in those families. Let's pray with one another, for one another. If you've got a burden of care or concern, go to a brother or sister. Ask them to pray with you, pray for you. This is who we are. This is what we do. We are to bless one another. We're to share God's grace with one another that is ours in Jesus. Listen, as the gospel has been shared once again this morning, maybe you need to receive God's gift of salvation by placing your faith in Jesus. Our prayer partners will be standing here. I'll be standing here. We would love to introduce you to Jesus. You could be changed from the inside out for all eternity this morning by God's work of grace in your life through your response of faith and trust in Jesus. Renew your commitment to humbly follow Jesus by faith today and this week. God's wanting us to live what we learn from his word. So he's filled us up with his truth and teaching about his grace because he wants it to overflow from our lives, starting now and then as we make our way through this week. To those he places around us, so maybe you just want to begin praying, God, get me ready. Fill me up to overflowing, and God, just show me who I need to spill all over. Your grace overflowing from my life. This is our time of response to the Father. We'll worship him through song. Stand, and let's say yes to the Father this morning.